Welcome to the Dig In Travel Podcast, where travel and other digital professionals level up their marketing skills by listening to the top industry experts. And now, here's your host, Istok Franco, founder of DigInTravel.com, your number one resource for travel, digital, e-commerce, and marketing. Hi, this is Istok, and you're listening to episode 55 of the Dig In Travel Podcast. Today we'll talk about something that I've been thinking about for a very long time. And this is how the marketing, especially digital marketing world is changing. And how does it and how will it impact airlines in the future? I see this topic and my today's guest, who was Juan Mendoza, founder and editor of MarTech Weekly, so fascinating that we split our chat with Juan in two parts. Today in part one, we'll talk about the changes in marketing technology or short MarTech, which is a range of digital tools and software used to optimize and automate marketing processes. Our sponsor Insider, for example, is a provider for one of the best MarTech platforms airlines can use to create personalized experiences. But we also talked with Juan about the emerging new roles, like the role of marketing technologist. So somebody who can really understand marketing on one side, but also manage marketing tech platforms. We talked about the need for marketing operations. So you'll learn if you don't know it yet, the concept of marketing ops and marketing ops roles, which combine strategic marketing acumen on one side again, with technological expertise. Then in the second podcast, which will be published probably soon in next week or so, we'll talk about the future of digital analytics and changes there, which are also fascinating. What's happening with digital tracking, with cookie-less world, how attribution measurement changed, and of course, AI and all the challenges in marketing that are happening in this area. So a lot of really interesting topics that I wanted to address with you and talk to you about them with Juan, who is really one of the leading MarTech experts. Because I often get asked by airline people, for example, now with the changes where digital technology should sit in the airline organization, how airline marketing and digital teams should be organized, where MarTech should be. Is it like in IT, where it was traditionally in the past? Is it in marketing? Is it in e-commerce? or should you have dedicated digital departments? So there are a lot of new approaches that are redefining the marketing landscape and airlines, I think, must catch up. We need to navigate the complexities of modern technology, especially in the digital marketing world. And we need to navigate the growing demand for specialized skills, especially now with all this marketing technology and AI to stay ahead in our highly competitive environment. I hope this two-part podcast series will help you learn and understand some of these changes better. And I really hope you'll enjoy this show. Insider is trusted by some of the world's best-loved airlines, including Singapore Airlines, Qantas, Air Asia, and Air Baltic. 
to take their customer experiences to new heights. By focusing beyond rewards programs, airlines can finally deliver a unique experience per traveler. With Insider, marketing, e-commerce, and product teams can create personalized, connected customer experiences across any digital touchpoint to increase bookings, boost ancillary revenue, and drive higher customer loyalty. Visit useinsider.com to find out more. Hi, Juan, and uh, welcome to the Digging Trail podcast. Hey, uh, great to be here, Is Talk. Um, I'm a massive fan, and um, I am so excited to talk with uh, my, my amazing European friend about airlines and MarTech and everything that's going on. So thanks for having me. Yeah, I think the excitement is mutual, and I've also been following a lot of your work. We've been in contact, uh, I think, from your agency days when you did a lot of optimization, <laughs> digital consulting, digital strategies for airlines. So I think uh, yeah. that's where this relationship started. But now I see this wonderful transformation on your new journey with this Smart Tech Weekly. Can you just explain a little bit to my audience? Because I know what you do and this is what I uh, invited you. How did the, this idea, mm. and I recommend everybody to follow Juan Works and his newsletter especially. But how did the idea for Smart Tech Weekly start? Yeah, well, I was actually thinking today uh, is talk that how we met, I think was through a LinkedIn and you were looking for someone. Uh, this was years ago, like four or five years ago, I think. You're looking for someone to help with some experimentation. I kind of put my hand up and then obviously it wouldn't have worked because I'm here in Melbourne, Australia and you're in Europe, you know. Um, but I've been following your work for a long time, particularly <laughs> in airlines. I've worked in airline, in, particularly in personalization programs and, and airlines. But, you know, I've always kind of been fascinated by, you know, you're one of the sort of the early thinkers in the, um, particularly in the experimentation space and um, how do you use data for um, driving CX. So, you know, feeling is mutual. I feel we've, we've been feel, uh, following each other for quite a while. But um, a bit of background on my story. So, yes, I'm based here in Australia and uh, born and raised here. But I've been working um, a pathway into a career in marketing technology, um, primarily consulting for enterprise companies. So banks, uh, airlines, um, large technology companies, non-for-profits, um, insurance businesses and others as well. Um, and during COVID-19, I remember thinking back then, wow, there is just so much content happening in MarTech and the whole category exploded with value because all of a sudden, all the consumer's attention was not out in the stores or out in the real world. It was all online. And during that time, a lot of my clients and people I was advising were saying, well, what is our future here? You know, what's the next five years in, say, for example, retailing and, and for an airline? How can we bring this into the future? What does that look like? What are the technologies that are available to us? What things should, be, what things should we be sort of um, cognizant about, you know, in terms of the uh, the trends and the shifts in the industry and the broader internet technology infrastructure. And so I go to myself, I'm like, oh, actually, there's not a lot out there that just gives people a landscape view of what's going on in this industry. Like, I see a lot of great how-to content and I see a lot of awesome editorial work, but nothing that just gives people a sense of like, where is this industry that we all know and love? Where is it going? You know, what are the trends? What are the challenges? Uh, what are the opportunities in this space? And so back in 2020, I, I used my Fridays and I just started writing a, a weekly uh, Friday post. And it was literally, a, a, I don't know, maybe 150 words on LinkedIn of here's a couple of things that I read that I found interesting. 
And then over three months, that sort of ballooned into 30,000 people and uh, just following me and, you know, I, I'll, uh, just engaging with the content and whatnot. And then off the back of that, I started a newsletter because people were asking, hey, where can I subscribe with my email? And so when I saw that, I remember I was like cooking dinner. Someone messaged me on LinkedIn and said, hey, I'd like to stay up to date with this stuff. Can I, where can I put my email address? And I was like, oh, maybe I should like create a newsletter. Okay, cool. So I went and <laughs> uh, built a newsletter and set it all up. And I didn't actually go down the traditional, like, well, not traditional, but the typical path these days with Substack. Uh, where a lot of it's very easy to get on Substack, but they lock you in in terms mm -hmm. of what you can do for your users and your readers. So when actually I had a um, a good friend of mine, an engineer, he helped me develop a website, and then I got things launched on my side. And um, since then, it's been uh, writing. I also run a podcast called Making Sense of Martech. Um, but we kind of um, I, I, over time, I've just been writing, and I kind of fell in love with writing for the Martech industry. Over time, I went from 150 words. Now, today we write, um, well, I'm just about to release an essay tomorrow, which is 3,000 words, you know, and that's what we do every week. And so it's been a bit of a combination of writing and also a sort of a passion for the marketing technology industry and trying to understand what is such an incredibly dynamic space. I mean, we have more than 11,000 companies in this industry now, um, you know, that's grown by almost like a thousand companies a year. It's an incredible amount of new businesses. But also, you know, uh, groups like LXA peg the industry's value at more than north of $300 billion. And so there's a lot of money. There's a lot of, of new technology. There's a lot of incredible shifts and changes in the industry. And I felt like I just needed to be in the middle of that is talk. It's just such a great time to think about how the internet mm. is changing and how marketers can really take advantage of it as well. So that's a little bit snapshot of my story. But, you know, it's been a real pleasure for us to... Um, for, to serve the marketing technology industry and, and the folks that really are curious about what's going on out there. No, I think it's a great story. And like I said, I subscribe or read a lot of content and a lot of newsletters, but the depth and the quality that you provide is really awesome. So really congrats mm -hmm. for that. You mentioned that before that you helped companies, but also airlines with their personalization programs. And this is... When I go to airline conferences, when I go to events, personalization mm. is the buzzword, the holy grail for the last 15 years. Why do you think it's mm. still so hard to do? And maybe you can put your, let's say, MarTech lenses. Because what I see in our industry, and you tell me if it's in the others, what I see is yeah. the narrative is very vendor-driven, you know? So... Uh, mm -hmm. And a lot of airlines, I don't know, probably it's because we don't have the internal know-how and we'll get to that in our chat as well. But we see like technology yes. or MarTech like a silver bullet to solve our personalization challenges. But then it often doesn't work out that well. Hmm. Well, the thing with airlines is that, you know, if you look at them, they're, they're one of the most complex businesses in the world. Uh, the business model is insanely complex. You know, you've got the business to business side, the B2B, and you've got B2C. So most airlines, you think, oh, you, you know, you're a passenger on a plane, right? But also a lot of airlines have direct relationships with thousands, hundreds of thousands of times um, corporations. They use, um, use the airlines as well. You know, so the thing that's like quite interesting is that the business model is so complex in airlines and that reflects on how you prioritize things in personalization, I think. Um, because you know, uh, if you think about it, you've got um, you've got so many steps in a customer journey, and in that journey, all of that has to go right for the customer. There is so much that can go wrong, and there is so much that 
um, that when it does go wrong, it is like material impact on the customer. You know, for example, if you're, if a flight's got a disruption in it, okay, uh, communication to the customer is very, has to be very timely, but they may have missed out on a meeting or they have may have missed out on half of their holiday, uh, you know, and so there is so much, um, uh, there's so much, I guess I would say, uh, uh, risks in doing anything online with an airline because there's just a tangible impact on the consumer that, you know, if, for example, you know, in uh, in Australia, we've got Qantas and Qantas Group is our, you know, our, car- our pride and joy carrier of Australia, I should say, you know, and they have been suffering this year from um, six months of just extenuous delays for almost all their flights. And it's been, they've been dragged through the media. They're, our chief executive officer for Qantas had to step down early from his resignation. You know, he was going to resign and then he stepped down early. And so I think that like there is a lot at stake when you're building experiences in airlines. Um, and I think that, that what's, that's what makes it so fascinating, right? There's so many moving pieces. There's so much, there's so much in the customer journey. You know, even in the booking flow, you know, of a, of a typical airline, you've got six or seven steps. And then each of those steps are like critical decisions for a customer, you know, like everything is critical because it's like, how much baggage will I need? You know, do I need um, travel insurance? You know, do I need to, um, you know, what kind of uh, payment details am I going to provide? You know, all of the decisions you make are not casual decisions. They're high intent decisions that a customer is looking at and going, oh, you know, I need to get this right. And so while I say that there's so much complexity in airlines and that's what makes it difficult to prioritize things. Um, I think there's just an abundant amount of opportunity, more unique than most other industries, because airlines are that commodity. Everyone needs an airline, you know, <laughs> like every country almost needs an yeah. airline. There's usually a, just a handful of them in each country, and then they take the lion's share of most of the consumer interactions. And so, you know, if you look at like the, the biggest brands in the world, it's like banks and it's airlines, because those are like some of the critical infrastructure in the world for uh, for consumers that people everyday people need to rely on to travel and to get different places so so i say that and i say well you know there's a, i think uh, what i've seen in the airline industry is that there's a lot of reticence to change a lot purely by virtue of there's just so much at stake if you get stuff wrong you know it's so mission critical every single step in that customer journey um but that's what i see i'm curious to see what you, what your view on that is well uh is doc no two travelers are alike and airlines need to be able to adapt their customer experience on the fly. Insider helps marketing e-commerce and product teams to create unique digital experiences that respond and predict a traveler's interest, preferences, and behavior to take your customer experience to new heights. With customer data now actionable, marketers can use Insider's customer journey orchestration tool, Architect, to craft and automate customer journeys at scale. Offers, content, and messages across every digital touchpoint can be personalized to each traveler in a given moment, so no two travelers receive the same message at the same time. With this level of personalization, each traveler receives a digital experience as unique as they are. Visit useinsider.com to discover why Insider is trusted by the world's best-loved airlines, including Singapore Airlines, Qantas, AirAsia, and Air Baltic. To me, complexity, like you said, is the key thing. So the all this complexity yeah. and history translates down to the tech stack. And I'm not talking even MarTech stack. I'm talking the traditional airline mm. IT stack, which is like the booking yeah. engines, the booking system, reservation systems. 
And where I see a lot of challenges is then when we want to do some of the cool new stuff, let's say, and I hate the word personalization, mm -hmm. I say more relevant marketing, providing more relevancy, more using data in the booking flow, in the communication, mm -hmm. all the scenarios that you mentioned. What I see are two problems, and maybe you can then touch on them. Mm -hmm. So one is the tech problem. So how to solve those the technology spaghetti? So you have this old tech stack and how you then put like some of the fancy new Martech stack, personalization engine. So the sponsor of this podcast <laughs> is like a very cool company that's doing personalization for airlines. And it's great. It's like a new mm. modern AI driven technology. But how you put this on top? And that, that's one challenge, technological challenge. And that the second challenge mm. I see is just the skill gap because a lot of marketing people are still not tech savvy, data savvy. So there is a need for this new generation of mm. marketers, which is like more tech driven that can use this and understand these tools and connect, connect all these things to then help create this, let's say, better, more relevant, personalized uh, user journeys. And I don't know if mm. I uh, summed it up these two challenges, but tell me what you, what you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it is, you're right. The, the technological challenge is very interesting because like banks, uh, airlines have... Um, a lot of the time they have legacy infrastructure that is very hard to rip and replace. Um, you know, I've, I've worked with a few different airline, uh, like backend e-commerce systems, and, and often the way they're coupled with the delivery services, like so the actual fulfillment from everything, from your seat number to your, you know, the, the food that is being pre-ordered for you right through to, you know, priority boarding and your loyalty status, you know, all of that is coupled to e-commerce and it's very hard to untangle that. So what I find with a lot of personalization um, challenges is just getting access to some of those legacy systems. They, you know, a lot of airlines were built kind well, the way that we deal with the internet, they're kind of built around the same time when the internet came online, <laughs> you know, towards the early, well, the early 2000s was uh, like, so these technologies are almost 20 years old now. And so I think about that a lot and go, oh, you know, if you want to do say, for example, dynamic fare pricing, or if you wanted to look at your ancillary mm -hmm. and provide a recommendation to your customer. Most often than not, I think in airlines, the challenge is just getting access to the data that's facilitating those purchases. Um, so you can run those recommendations. And, and, and you know, like we've had, uh, for example, Box Ever is an airline, very airline friendly CDP that was acquired by Cycor. And now it's called um, Cycor and Predict, you know, but it's got their roots as in airlines because they kind of, that we kind of almost needed a CDP for the airline industry specifically because of the SKUs, because of how they're delivered, but also that sophistication around how do you integrate with these like like 20-year-old e-commerce systems that were built back when airlines just starting to get, you know, just starting to get online. So I think that the technological challenge is very interesting. It doesn't, uh, you know, it is possible, you know, I've worked with, um, with uh, a few airlines and, and it is possible to do some amazing work, you know, for example, uh, we did a piece of work where um, we personalized um, the locations based on holidays. So if a user is coming on, they're, they're looking to book a, a flight and it's in a typical holiday destination, we would personalize, say, the baggage um, information to talk about the holiday they're about to have. You know, if they have kids, same deal, right? So there's all of these incredible data points you can use to kind of give users way more personalization because you'll know a lot more than most companies. You know, well, that you're traveling, you know, from one port to another, you're, they're mm -hmm. getting a certain yeah. amount of baggage. They've got 
children. They've got different passengers that are coming on board. You know, you've also got things like their loyalty status. You know, you know, or of course you get information you can't really use, which is like passport numbers, but you can also find out a bunch of information about people. And those things give you an amazing amount of personalization opportunity, but a lot of that is on the surface. It's on the kind of data layer on the website, not necessarily the the actual core systems, which you, which is all the really great e-commerce opportunity. So I, I'd say on the tech side of things, we're still a little way a while away. I think it takes a lot of courage for an airline to re-platform into, say, a more modern data stack that is using not the legacy e-commerce systems that they've used in the past, but something that's way more flexible and way easy, much more easy to integrate with. So, you know, I think we're still a little while away from seeing that in the airline industry. Yeah. But what I see, like I said, it's, yeah, you can put some stuff on top, like these modern new platforms and they help you, like, even if not always using the real time, let's say inventory pricing data, you can still do a lot of the things that you said and be still much mm. more relevant. But uh, I'm mm. also curious yeah. about the second yeah. challenge, which is the, let's say, skill challenge. Because what I saw in one of your articles, I think you are asking yourself, is marketing ops the answer to this? And maybe if you explain mm. the concept to our listeners, what marketing ops is and how does it fit in this, yep. uh, these things that we talked about. Yeah, well, the skills gap, again, interesting. I mean, it's one of those perennial challenges <laughs> because MarTech, if you talk to most people that are in this industry, they kind of fell into it, either from like mainstream marketing or from technology. It's one of those intersections where there's no clear pathway into careers, um, which is a challenge in itself. But I want to give a quick shout out to some friends of mine at marketingops.com. So marketingops.com, online community, that's all about training and enabling people that want to start a marketing ops career. They're doing fantastic work in the space. Um, they're partners of ours. We were just part of their three, their four-day conference last week at Anaheim, California. But um, I, what I get a sense from with marketing operations is it you get these unique people that have both the, the interest in the strategic part of marketing. So like, who is our customer? What's the persona? How do we do the segmentation? What's the message? What's the value proposition? Like asking all of those strategic marketing questions, but with a deep rooted desire to learn about the technology. Like how do we integrate X and Y thing? How do we write, how do we set up an email automation flow? How do we ensure that when we're running an A-B test that we can, we can see statistical significance? All of those questions are a part of that marketing ops role, which is, I would say mostly right now, very much focused on the West Coast of the US. It's a fairly new role, still emerging. But the idea is that there's kind of, businesses are increasingly needing this position in a company where you've where a person can wear both hats. They can talk at both levels. They can go, hey, here's our business case. Here's the strategy. These are the specific comms that we want to um, get in front of our customers or personalization campaigns, et cetera. Um, and they can have those strategic business level conversations, but then they can go back to the team and go, all right, what's the, what's the service map? You know, how do we, what's the data points that we need? Okay. Who's pulling the SQL for that? You know, all of those technical questions to actually make it happen. And so it's a bit of a juncture between them both. And uh, to be completely honest with you, I think marketing ops is far more uh, aligned at the moment with, um, with B2B companies, particularly B2B companies that have a lot of scale and a lot of um, sales and revenue pipeline. Um, and that's where you see like this overlap, like marketing ops and then revenue ops. And then there's like go to market ops, which is something completely different I won't touch on. But marketing ops and rev ops are kind of very much overlapped as a Venn diagram. 
And so what I kind of see from that is like, well, B2B seems to be the locale for this marketing ops technical marketer role in, in this sort of trajectory of this new type of position. But I can see the value in airlines. I mean, I, interesting to hear your, your view on this, but what I see particularly in Australia with airlines is that the people managing a lot of the MarTech stack are either CRM managers, um, heads of digital, um, or uh, the sort of um, what you might want to call a, like analytics folks, you know, analytics managers. And it's kind of shared between those people. And then you have product managers and product owners that kind of request things from those folks. It's like, hey, can we build a campaign? No, no, no. So it, right now in, well, particularly as I see it in Australia, you know better in Europe, um, of course, as you talk. But uh, what I see is that they're sort of fractured across those three different roles, you know, whereas marketing ops as a concept tries to bring that into a single person or a group of people that have that um, that one specific discipline in a business, which is to operate on the digital marketing needs of a business. So, so that's kind of my view on the landscape right now. It's still new, yeah. it's still emerging in, in marketing ops, but I can see how incredibly valuable it is, but how scarce these people are. <laughs> They're like unicorns, right? You can't find <laughs> no, one in the wild, you might as well yeah, it, hold it, on to them, you know? <laughs> it's funny. When I read this, yeah. when I read this uh, piece on you uh, of, of yours on, on these marketing yeah. ops, I remembered my airline days back ten years back, when we, mm. we I worked luckily for small airlines, so we didn't have this huge department. But my role yeah. transformed from head of IT to head of e-commerce to head of marketing, and then we put all this together. You know, I didn't know, but uh, yes. at that time, this was like I said ten years ago that it was like a marketing ops. But I made uh, IT and e-commerce and marketing people sit together because if you had to do all this stuff, you need to understand everything. So you need to put it all together. And yeah. luckily, it worked great. But we are like, uh, let's say, a small, uh, a small, a smaller airline in the huge ones. What I see is the problem is then with these department silos because there is so much back and forth. Who is controlling the tech stack? Is MarTech part of the IT stack? Is it part of digital stack? And then mm -hmm. these processes of, like you said, to implement a campaign need so many different departments that a lot of these yes. things, when you want to have this continuing messaging, like understanding mm -hmm. your customers using data, gets lost in translation between these moving pieces. So this is what I see as the biggest challenge with the airlines is not even the technology, but it's like just connecting all these uh, different departments, just the rigidness of these huge, uh, huge systems like trying. And then takes a lot of effort to teach all these people uh, about the importance yeah. of having like silver line between all these. Mm. Oh, I was just going to add, add there is talk is that um, do you, like to your point that like airlines suffer a lot because you have a lot of different product owners and managers wanting different things out of the experience. Um, I remember one time, you know, this was before COVID when, you know, the teams, I think COVID has done a, a massive transformation of work on airlines themselves. I find a lot of airlines these days are much more slimmer, much more agile than they were before. But yeah. I remember before COVID, oh my goodness, like just incredible amount of people. You know, we would have 20 product owners, 20 product owners all vying for the managed booking portal. And they had all their different A-B tests they want to run all their different programs and we were like a kind of a coe like a center of excellence experimentation in this airline and what i found was that man like how do you prioritize 
20 different, 30 different experiments on a single page, you know, you can't, right? How do you prioritize? What's your methodology when all of those product owners have their own prioritization of things they're doing and they all bring them to you and go, can you ship this? Can you deliver it? Can you ensure that it meets our criteria? You can't. And there's a lot of competing, I find that in airlines, because it's just so multifaceted, you do have more than other businesses, this competition to get your stuff even out into market. It's really hard just to get that out into market just because of the conflicts and all the other things that are running concurrently as well. So I just wanted to add that point because it is, I think it's really valid to say that most teams suffer purely because there's too many cooks in the kitchen and everything's a high priority and it's very hard to delineate which, is, which should go out first. No two travelers are alike and airlines need to be able to adapt their customer experience on the fly. Insider helps marketing e-commerce and product teams to create unique digital experiences that respond and predict a traveler's interest, preferences, and behavior to take your customer experience to new heights. With customer data now actionable, marketers can use Insider's customer journey orchestration tool, Architect, to craft and automate customer journeys at scale. Offers, content, and messages across every digital touchpoint can be personalized to each traveler in a given moment. So no two travelers receive the same message at the same time. With this level of personalization, each traveler receives a digital experience as unique as they are. Visit useinsider.com to discover why Insider is trusted by the world's best-loved airlines, including Singapore Airlines, Qantas, Air Asia, and Air Baltic.